You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 5, Episodes 19 and 20, Time Bomb and The Girl in Question. Illyria's powers become unstable, which ends up with her killing the entire team. What a series finale. But first, Angel and Spike travel to Rome for a wacky adventure where the evil people behind Angel tease a long-awaited reappearance of Buffy. She doesn't come back. Angel's a vampire who has a soul and it's time for a fresh start. He, Wesley, Fred, Gunn, and Lorne are now in charge of Whipperman Heart. Spike got another chance. Welcome to the WB's best romance. Angel's a vampire and this is his show. Necrotempered glass blocks sunlight, so Kim S.O.D. My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Matt. Hey, Matt, welcome back. (laughs) What's up, bro? Greetings to you all. Another happy occurrence of being on the waiting list. Always make sure that you're on the waiting list just in case the uh, the original guest oh, uh, do- does, doesn't uh, show too up. Too late now. Does Matt know? <laughs> that I am the last uh, last official uh, guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I realized it. I realized it uh, almost immediately after I accepted the uh, accepted the invitation. Eight and actually makes, waiting. It actually means that I'm the that this is the second podcast that I've been the last official guest. Oh yeah, on hmm. you're a podcast killer. What was, <laughs> what was the other one? Uh, the other one was uh, called Geek Fights, uh-huh. uh, which has uh, after a hiatus of almost uh, three years has uh, just started back up again. Oh. So, uh, so do they do like robots versus aliens or? Uh, 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 cavemen versus astronauts. They did not do any of those anything so simple. Uh, what okay. they did was they would take a topic, uh, sometimes two topics, and break them down into uh, into a, an NCAA tournament bracket, and come up with uh, sixteen things on one side and sixteen <laughs> things on another side, and pit two things to get against each other uh, back and forth until they came down to. Uh, one thing from each side, and uh, figured out what was the best of, say, in my case, it was Babylon Five. So in the end, it came down to uh, Londo Malari versus Jakar, and no idea. And we decided what was the best thing about Babylon Five. Jakar <laughs> mm, sounds than the familiar. Last four. That's all I know. <laughs> um, so you are our Adam Baldwin. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah as i've learned on the facebook group um cavemen versus astronauts um isn't quite as simple as uh <laughs> as just saying cavemen versus astronauts it always stands for something or it, we go deep and deeper and deeper into it and everybody just needs to accept it's cavemen okay my my case rests and uh it's right so that's it. Um, oh, this makes me sad to know that I voted for the astronauts. You were one of the betrayers. <laughs> Everybody that voted for the astronauts, they're all the immortal to me. <laughs> they are my arch nemeses. Uh, anyway. So, okay, so 
speaking of Adam Baldwin, why did why did they have Adam Baldwin? Why did they have Hamilton? Hamilton. Uh, replace Sarah, uh, uh, <laughs> Eve. Hmm. Is it because Eve had ran her course as a character and they didn't, they couldn't do anything else with her? And I don't, I, 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 I haven't heard, I haven't read anything about that. But they sure, uh, like, what was it? Lorne even says that she, you know, he's he's better than uh, he's better than Eve. Like they throw a couple shots uh-huh. at Eve, uh, and we 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 haven't seen her in a while. So uh, I don't know. Maybe they just were like, oh, you know, we're getting towards uh, the end of the season. Let's do some stunt casting. You know, uh, you know, we'll bring in another Firefly cast member that we love. Um, so let's get somebody <laughs> in here assuming. that we have under contract that we're paying. <laughs> yeah. Well, they we're already there, paying. There is that. But for story reasons, uh, it was pretty clear that uh, Eve was playing against the senior partners and uh-huh. didn't really have uh, the ability to be in that position anymore. That's so, true. Like this is it makes, it like makes we, perfect sense that they'd uh, create somebody new. Right. We actually need to somebody to play that liaison. We need somebody to speak for the senior partners that we can trust is actually coming from the senior partners. Uh huh. I mean, we all trust Marcus Hamilton, right? <laughs> yeah, he seems very much like a company guy. Yeah, he's a suit. Anyway, so today we're going to be discussing. We're going to be discussing. We're disgusting. I am presently picking my nose. Uh, no, um, we're going to be discussing Time Bomb and the girl in question. So let's start with Time Bomb. And uh, no, I won't be playing um, a uh, a rancid song at the end of the podcast. So just uh, just. What about Tom Jones? Tom Jones. Isn't that his name? Or you mean Dean Martin? No, I mean Tom Jones. Doesn't he have a song called Time Bomb? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Is am I right? Am I wrong? I I, I have no I idea. Have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Did I just make that up? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so this is another. I have no way to. It, you want me to research that right now? Because I will. No, it's okay. I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, this is another Bed Edland, Edland joint. Um, this was aired. This aired uh, April twenty eighth, two thousand four. Uh, just a couple of days before this podcast started. Um, so, <laughs> first off, we have uh, we're, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Do they sing a song called Time Bomb or is this a reference? Time Bomb by Dave Matthews Band oh. song statistics. Oh, maybe it's Sex Bomb, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> All I know is what's new, Pussycat. Uh, and the way you look to... No, that's Tony Bennett. Damn it. Anyway, so back to Angel. Um, we're back in that uh, torture basement uh, and Illyria actually shows up to it save Sex Bomb. It is sex bomb. It is sex bomb. Ah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Back to the show. All right. Alicia so time bomb. That. It's another Bed Edlin joint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. So Illyria saves Gun, uh, who at first thinks that it's Fred, and he says, "You look terrible." <laughs> <laughs> um. Gun can't leave unless someone else puts on the medallion, so Illyria puts it on the Wrath Demon, who begins stabbing out his own heart. 
And can I just say, after seeing him tenderly hold that oven bulb, that stove bulb, uh, last time, I would have loved to see him playing husband and father, uh, and then having to walk down to the basement and torture himself. I just, I I really wanted to, I really wanted to see that like a post credit scene. (laughs) Like him helping the kid in his homework. (laughs) At the end of, at the end of the show, that would have been, that would have been outstanding. Uh. I, I I have to imagine it was in Bed Edlund's uh, original script. I, I oh, I'm to. sure. Um, okay, so Angel is wondering why Illyria is helping them, and uh, you know, is she trying just to get her power back? And that's when Illyria shows up with gun, and um, she pretty much just like holds him up by his throat. Is like, is this yours? And uh, <laughs> you know, gives it back, and Wesley acknowledges that they owe her a debt for saving Gun. So Gunn returns to a stack of files on his desk and just leaves and goes to see Wesley, who wants to apologize for the whole stabbing thing, but thinks it's kind of awkward, and Gunn agrees. I, I think Wesley yeah, could Wesley's have just apologized. A- <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he apologized by acknowledging that he needed to apologize. <laughs> it was fine. Okay, Gunn is wearing regular street clothes, uh-huh. and Wesley is acting... Manic. Uh, Just a bit. Yeah, I don't think he's been getting much sleep. Yeah. Ah. And he's pretty rancid. Hey, time bomb. They sang time bomb. And so, in this episode, uh, both Gunn and Wesley are, like, dealing with, uh, you know, we've got to deal with... You know, this is Fred's body, and the person that killed Fred is inhabiting our body. This is weird, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Gunn says, says, basically says he's not even sure how to feel about this whole situation. And Wesley, uh-huh. meanwhile, is just books all over the place, madly researching. Um, and then we go down to the training room where Spike is sparring with Elyria, who is still... Yeah. Go ahead. And so, but that is like in contrast with Spike. Spike can beat on Fred's body because he knows that that's not Fred. Like he can like detach himself from yeah. it, where the other two can't. Yeah, he's yeah. got a few more senses working for him, as he uh-huh. uh, points out. <laughs> yeah, it's like she can. She's probably throttled him so bad at this point that it's like, you know, he he his he's not. You know, worried about hurting her too much because, <laughs> uh, and yeah, she's again talking about how disgusted she is by humanity. And, but he says, you know, he's he's learning her moves. He's he's catching up. Mm-hmm. Um, but or like, she's slowing down. Yeah, uh, and speaking of, she freezes time <laughs> when Spike <laughs> launches at her, and then okay. Spike ends up on the floor again. Um, that's when Angel wants to talk to Spike And he says they need to stop testing her Because it feels like she's just testing them And then all of a sudden Illyria appears out of nowhere Next to them, winded What, what, what did you think about this, Kim? I didn't know what was going on yeah. I thought um, I thought, I basically thought she was slowly deteriorating And this was just Leading to her um, Slowly Becoming more human mm. If you will and um, at first, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's still a chance for Fred to come back? Like she's going to slip out of slip out of grip um, of Fred? And- I don't know. I think uh, – I, I don't know. I, I hope not, but 
I because I know what happens in the next episode. But, I, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> like I I I hope that the real Fred, well, she gets resurrected somehow. I don't. Uh, I I I wouldn't. I I wouldn't um, put it past the them writing because they'd want to have like a nice happy ending for no pun intended for uh, for Wesley. But whoa, that's gonna be one hell of a finale. <laughs> exactly. I I I I I don't see it not happening. There. Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't so, see it so not you, happening. So you I see it happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Fred coming back and or Fred and Wesley? I I see up. I see Fred. Are we talking our... about the happy ending? Still, I'm I'm confused. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's what I'm focusing on. Happy I ending. think I think that even if she's uh, even if Illyria des- decides to live her life as Fred in the end. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, mm. uh, or if somehow she, Fred, was brought back and Illyria was taken down. I I see both happening because I see that as a a nice send off and and ride into the sunset for the two of them at the end of the series. Mm. Uh huh. They have to have closure or or yeah. a, a button on the end or something. Yeah, some sort of positive to end for their story. Mm-hmm. That's I don't. Uh, that's what I see happening for them. That's what yeah. I envision. If that doesn't happen, then it will be weird. It will be. It will feel like something's missing. <sighs> uh, I'm just thinking it would be like the. I don't know. They need. They, they can't have everybody brooding to the end of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I just have to stop and share. Well, my reaction to this at the the first time I saw it was I actually I was actually clued in on Time Bomb and I was peaked and I was like because I am a sucker for uh, time travel and in particular time loop stories and I thought yeah. so, as soon as I saw that I was like oh are we doing this <laughs> wow <laughs> oh this is gonna be this is gonna be so much fun. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we start up a little subplot here, you know, if anybody's, uh, uh, watching the show for Lauren, he's got his own plot during this show, which is, uh, he gets his walkie talkie, a fedora and sunglasses. He's assigned to <laughs> tail bluebird. He walked into the fedora. I was like, come on now. <laughs> He'll never be incognito ever. <laughs> Um, and uh, he tells Gunn basically how how obsessed uh, Wesley's been acting uh, over this whole Illyria thing. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so Angel calls a meeting, and he wants to find Illyria's weakness. And Wesley says to him, he's got no problem with that. Um, and about the apocalypse, Angel needs to figure out who they're even supposed to be fighting. <laughs> And Marcus shows up to tell Angel that they're going to get billed for the destruction that Illyria caused in uh, in suburban hell. Apparently, there's a <laughs> dead postman. Uh, just things wrecked left and right. Um, and then he says he has an assignment for Angel. And after he leaves, uh, Lauren says that he still likes him more than Eve. <laughs> but before he leaves, he says, "It's a boardroom, gentlemen." Not a bat cave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to Wesley's office. Illyria shows up and asks what day it is. Ah. 
<laughs> and then she calls him a betrayer for trying to bring Fred back by smashing the Orlon box. And Wesley is amused that she's even bothered, and she says that she's bothered because she is bothered. <laughs> Actually, can I go back a second? Yes. When you asked, um, she came and winded. I yeah. Did th- I thought, um, one, she was deteriorating, but I also thought, two, was because she put the amulet or whatever on the, the demon that she changed, like, this dimension. Hmm. That's mm. what I. That's what I thought. Oh, I was like, oh, is this the, is this because she didn't bring somebody back to take um, Gunn's place? Mm-hmm. She just basically. That's what I thought at first as well. But then I was like, oh, I was mistaken very quickly. <laughs> yeah, because it was like <clears throat> that no, she, she did a lot more damage in the other dimension than just that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it was just so weird that. Uh, that whole gun thing in the basement lasted for so long, and then it just ended like that. Like, oh, I guess it's over. <laughs> I find a lot of the stories like that in this universe <laughs> do that. Well, you know, if we were still doing this the old way, one episode at a time, <laughs> stretched right. over months and months, you might be like, oh my god, was he in that basement like forever? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, did, is this where they talk about Illyria was a king? Me? Illyria. <laughs> yeah. you know Illyria was a king. Illyria was a king. <laughs> she does not have time for traditional gender roles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Angel asks how Gunn knows Marcus, and Gunn tells him about Marcus visiting uh, him in the basement. And that's when uh, Angel and Gunn meets Amanda, who is uh, played by played by <laughs> Go ahead, Steph. David Boreanaz's wife. I hate it when shows do the uh, supernaturals doing this right now. I Jensen know. Knuckles' wife. I hate her. Terrible! Oh my god, she's terrible. I didn't even know this, and I I watched something. I looked it up afterwards. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." You know, it wasn't distracting. I, mean, I don't well, think. Yeah, she was fine. I, she had a, a sweet, uh, you know, um, she Whatever. seemed she's motherly and sweet. Piss off. Uh, she was she was fine. <laughs> Jamie Bergman, she's fine. Jamie Bergman. Uh, her yeah, biggest role okay, to date is uh, playing. Uh, BJ CW extras come along and marry the two hottest guys in the world. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she played BJ Cummings on the uh, FX comedy Son of the Beach way back in the day. Um, oh, yeah. But With Notch Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a quote from David. It said, he says, it was great to have her come on to the show and have our son look at that and see the two of us actually play opposite one another for a brief moment. We had fun with it. It was nothing too serious. Just a small little roll. A laugh. <laughs> so. Aren't they divorced yeah. now? It was hilarious. <laughs> no. They almost. Read about the read the gossip. But they're fine. <laughs> Well, I want all the best for David and Amanda, or uh, Jamie, <laughs> BJ. <laughs> uh, all right. So Amanda was told by the fellow brethren that her baby is holy, and they are not so surprised to find out they are not representing Amanda. They're working for the fell. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's suspicious wording in the contract. Mm-hmm. 
Back in the office, uh, Wesley's office, Illyria is struck by some pain. She is zapped to the future where Angel is telling Wesley to shoot her with a big gun. And then she's zapped to the earlier scene with Spike and Angel where she shows up winded. Then again, back to Wesley's office and she accuses him of trying to murder her and then slams his desk against him. And I'm surprised Wesley didn't go out the window behind him. <laughs> there had yeah. to have been uh, a, a portion of the wall right in between those windows at where he hit. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have gone through a window. <laughs> <laughs> or he's yeah. I I like this because like Angel feels threatened. He feels like Illyria is a threat, and they need to get rid of her. But there's no, and Spike could he could kill her. If he could, you know, he's okay with that. But Wesley and Gunn are not going to be able to to do this. Um, side note, um, I made my name confusion even more uh, terrible because I started a rewatch of Game of Thrones today. And, <laughs> and the guy that uh, gives away uh, Danny to, helps arrange the marriage between Danny and Drogo. His name is Illyrio, e- e- not Illyrio. 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 Yeah. 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 I got those three names floating around my. Head. <laughs> uh, okay, so we go to Harmony, who's stalling, trying to stall the fell bre- brethren in the lobby, who worry about what Angel is saying to Amanda. She offers them a drink, and they ask for an organic cola. <laughs> Angel and Gun. No such thing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, are, what is that? Um, <laughs> Angel and Gun try to talk Amanda out of giving up her baby to the fennel, but she thinks he'll have an amazing life being worshipped and adored. And also, her husband got hurt at work. He's got a brain injury, and the fell have offered to um, you know heal him, make him better. So this looks like a pretty good deal. For the circumstance um, And Gunn is Definitely conflicted he walks out He mentions the worst part of suburban hell Was the fake life that was there to hide the horror Which is what he feels like They're doing every day here So um, So we go back to the science lab Marcus is uh, talking to Wesley uh, Like an imp um, And says that the senior Partners go way back with Illyria They don't want her here at all and um, hints at maybe that he should take a look at the low emanation scanner readouts. So he does. Um, meanwhile, Lyria has obviously figured out that Lauren is following her. <laughs> this is so funny. Was um, it back in the elevator? <laughs> yeah. uh, meanwhile, the Fell are gushing over Amanda. Um, Gorn discuss. Gorn. Gun. <laughs> Uh, Gun discovers that her son will be sacrificed as a teenager, and he's about to stop the whole thing. But Illyria interrupts the meeting, and uh, Angel brings her out the hallway, bells that, bellows at her, but she's convinced that he's done something to her, and then realizes realizes that he actually hasn't yet. So we go be like that. He's not in the right timeline, right? Or it just hasn't happened yet. It's the timeline hasn't reached the point where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go to the lab, and Wesley tells Angel and Spike that her fusion, uh, Illyria's fusion to Fred, is breaking down and overloading, 
And Wesley pulls out what's called a Mutari Generator, which he says will suck her into a pocket universe. And Angel pretty much is like, yeah, we'll kill her. (laughs) (laughs) And Wesley says it will. Um, Okay. Go ahead. Why? Why Red herring. Why is he lying? I don't get it. I'm, it's to I, get us. It's to make the viewer go, "Oh my god!" And then when it she's happens, she's like, "Psych!" Like, oh, I hate that. Well, there's that, but there's also the fact that Angel Angel does want Illyria dead, right? Yeah. Okay. And Wes knows that. True. But he also knows that Angel will probably be happy that she's still alive if her power is that much reduced. Right. Yes. So Wes, I mean, is gambling, Wes is gambling that Angel's not going to freak out too much when it doesn't je- doesn't really kill her, but mm-hmm. you know. Well, see, I mean, I felt like it was uh, just bad writing because it just didn't make sense. But it goes along with Wesley's character, just like he over the past couple of seasons doesn't trust Angel and acts on his own, and, and would rather face the consequences later than. Go go along with Angel or tell Angel that he's doing something else. Right, and we were we were talking about this earlier stuff, and I mean, I was saying that they just like Wesley just found out that Angel has been duping them for how, I don't know how long, you know, <laughs> like, like almost a year, I guess, at this point. Um, yeah, and five years in our time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, and actually, it went a lot quicker this time. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't trust her, and uh, and he thinks he knows what's right. And also, he he, as we see, uh, especially in the uh, in the girl in question, that he's got a little problem uh, letting go of, of mm-hmm. her. Just uh, yeah, ah, that story hit me hard, guys. Oh, I can't <laughs> I wait to lie. hear the commentary. <laughs> uh, I didn't talk about it in the commentary. I was just like, guys, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, so, <clears throat> Angel, Spike, Wesley, and Lauren find Illyria in the training room, and she kills all four of them in about ten seconds and smiles. <laughs> so, uh, what were your thoughts about this, Kim? <laughs> I was like, say what now? <laughs> I knew it wasn't the ending, but I was, I was just like, okay, how they, how are they going to get out of this pickle? So... <laughs> It's pretty yeah. crazy that just to see them all like murdered that quickly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, and that's how powerful she is. Um, this is actually a fun trivia fact. At this point now, uh, everybody who has been in the main credits of Angel has been murdered <laughs> and then brought back. Some- <laughs> <laughs> it's official. <Except> soil. <laughs> uh, then all of a sudden, zap! She's back in the hallway with Angel and grabs him. And suddenly they're in Wesley's office and Angel starts freaking out like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then Zap, they're in the torture basement. Uh, She accuses Angel of trapping her in a fractured timeline. And now he's all swept up in it. And she punches him across the room and starts saying that back in her day, his kind (laughs) were the muck at her feet. And that's when Angel just had about a fucking enough of this shit. (laughs) It tells her to shut up. Um, and of course they're trying to figure out how to control her. It, like, of course they're trying to figure out how to control her because this is his kingdom, not hers. Uh, I just love that. Though. Like, all right, enough with the muck under the feet. Uh, um, then they're back in the training room and there's dead bodies all around and angel is stunned. He's, 
she realizes he's actually from an earlier part of the timeline and that he's uh-huh. he's a paradox. Then she goes on to tell him that he is no king because kings are only satisfied with utter victory. He's too moral. He's mm. caught up in the web of the wolf, the ram, and the heart. And if he wants to win, he must serve no master but his own ambition. Um, then Illyria says they didn't cause this. Something is actually broken inside her. And Angel tells her if this keeps happening, she can't. she can change it. Um, and that's when she cracks open and explodes in a blue ball of energy. And uh, interrupt me anytime, guys. This <laughs> is just like running through all the timey-wimey stuff. Yep, just, just waiting. Just waiting. <laughs> okay. Then Angel is back in the hall, headed to the training room with Wesley and Spike. In the room, he saves Spike and gets himself stabbed in the stomach. Uh, Angel tells mm-hmm. Illyria he's seen all this before, that she explodes, and then Wesley reveals that his big gun is actually just to take the energy all away and restoring her, and that she's all he has left of Fred. He explains it stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> but Illyria doesn't trust him, and the fight begins again. Spike lunges. She freezes the room in time, and then she. but then she just doubles over in pain. Mm-hmm. Angel says that fighting to hold on to what was what she was is killing her, and so she starts to crack. And uh, then she screams, "I blame this on the weakness of your species." And Wesley says, "Fair enough," and shoots her <laughs> with the big gun. Oh, he's the best. After Wesley says her time stopping powers are gone and she has lost some of her strength, Angel worries about Wesley as he's watching. Illyria through the window. Wesley says he's not in love. He just needs this right now. And Angel acknowledges he's like, well, that's weird. <laughs> uh, Wesley warns that she may not be done trying to conquer everything. And Angel is reminded of what she said. Serve no master but your own ambition. And then says she might make the team. Okay. 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 So at the beginning... Of the episode, Angel says something about what you want her on the team, or she's going to be on the team. Yep. And then at the end, oh, okay, she's going to be on the team. <laughs> if he hates her and wants her dead, why did he even, you know, bring up the fact that she's going to be on the team? A lot of what Illyria had to say to Angel made a lot of sense to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not at liberty to say <laughs> how okay. at this time. I mean, tell Jeff, you should you should know this. <laughs> so no, I don't remember. So, but his ambition is not not Wolfram and Hart's ambition. He is to get back on his uh, destiny of helping the helpless. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> Do you guys want me to leave for five minutes? See if you're to yeah. <laughs> me and Matt are going to sit stuff down in a chair. Like, don't you remember this? No. Okay, just remind me when it comes up later. Basically, basically, it speaks. It speaks to to uh, waking up. Hello. Uh oh. We lose him. He was just about to reveal the secret of the world, and then <laughs> oh, his internet goes out. I am the Thanos of this podcast, and I just snap my fingers. <laughs> that was hilarious. 
he seems to still be in the call. I'm still here. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. We lost you for a moment. Okay. <laughs> if you want to continue your thought, you can. Okay. Well, it's it's just that it it speaks to Angel for reasons that that w- awaken him to what he actually has at his disposal. Okay. And I, I think that, you know, there's more, there's more to it, but that's as far as I can say. Yeah. On this episode. Okay. I mean, we want to kind of talk around it a little bit. Illyria is still a powerful ally. If he can keep her as an ally. So it's mm-hmm. good to keep her on the team. Um, I mean, She's a great ally for Angel in fact in the fact that the senior partners want her to be not around at all. Right. So if the senior partners feel threatened by her, then she is worth a lot to Angel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so in the lobby it looks like the Fell might need them to find themselves a new baby, but Angel walks in and says the baby belongs to the Fell and we're here to serve our clients. He escorts them to his office, leaving Gun gobsmacked and Marcus looking pretty happy. Credits. Okay, I can't wait to find out <laughs> what was up with that. Yeah, yeah, it, it is it is a bit of a teaser because it's really not addressed in the next episode, is it? <laughs> no, um, other than Guns Not in this at all. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, time bomb. Uh, let's wrap up this episode um, because there are way too many funny things to talk about in the next episode. Uh, <laughs> do we have feedback? Uh, we do have feedback. Um, let me see. Well, there's a couple I can read here. Uh, Yeah, I could probably read a few of these. This one's from Doug, or Douglas. He says, Hey, Kim, Stephanie, and Robin. It's been an interesting few days. Listening to the three commentaries, the subsequent Redemption Cast episodes, and realizing just how long I've been listening to y'all. When guest (laughs) Jen said during the Hole in the World Shells episode that she'd heard of your intro cast via Whedon-esque, I remembered that is how I first heard you as well. I started listening in my tiny old Montreal apartment, and I've (laughs) since moved to Sweden, gotten married, and become a father to a stepdaughter. All the while, I've subscribed to Potential Cast or Redemption Cast, and I've looked forward to every episode. I've listened to some podcasts for just as long or longer. I'd miss them if they stopped, but there's something about your little intro cast that could. I'm really, really going to miss hearing you all, especially Stephanie's Alabama drawl. Well, maybe they won't stop. <laughs> uh, I don't know what plans you're making. <laughs> um, you've given us a great mix of goofiness, snark, serious life stuff, eye rolling, Morgan growing up, and Illyrio's oh. often spot on predictions while spawning oh, gosh, a bunch of imitators and giving the fans new ways to enjoy our favorite shows. I'll probably have to hunt down some other Stephanie podcasts because I'm guessing that I'll begin to experience Jeez, with Get Thrall. a room, buddy. Get it. You like Stephanie. God. 
Because I'm guessing I'll be going to experience withdrawal. Withdrawal. With, oh, he's saying withdrawal. Withdrawal. Yes. Like, withdrawal. 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 Yeah, but you have the drawl, so it's withdrawal. With withdrawal symptoms fairly draw, soon. Uh, yes, draw southern drawl. Withdrawal. Illyrio. <laughs> Illyria. Illyrio. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish you the best of luck for whatever you wish to do, Doug in Uppsala, Sweden. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. So awesome. Awesome. We're off. Off mic, when we started the show, we were just talking about how long we had been podcasting. And I mentioned to the guys that I moved into this, my apartment where I'm living right now. Your freaking awesome apartment. <laughs> my my uh, two cars that I've gone through and uh, three failed relationships. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, they're not failed. <laughs> no, they're not failed. They're life lessons, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, moving on <clears throat> Bruce writes in about Time Bomb Angel's philosophy about fighting the good fight Is different from Buffy's Lawson reminded us in Why We Fight That you don't fight evil by doing evil You do what's right But if Angel needs to create a new vampire To save sailors in a submarine Or lock up a bunch of lawyers with Darla and Drusilla To exact some revenge Or become CEO of an evil law firm To save his son, he'll go there Now he's got Illyria Telling him that that's the way to get ahead in this situation because all that matters is power. Angel shouldn't worry about the price for using it if the power is going to get him what he wants. So once again, it's about power. And this, quote, the future can change here. You can choose a different path and be what you are. Fighting to hold on to what you were, it's destroying you. But there's only three episodes left to figure out what that means. I really like how they have Gunn and Lorne discussing the changes in Wesley's behavior. Lorne suggests that it's like he's two different people, but maybe it's like he's one person adapting to two sets of memories. Time for a road trip, Bruce. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. And finally, this is from Ray. Uh, Ray says about Time Bomb, I love how much of a wild card Illyria is for the team. She's so unpredictable, and that is what makes her so much fun. Even her overly dramatic speeches make me chuckle. Amy Acker is still crushing it. Even as Illyria is delusional and trying to take over the world, Amy plays her as very strong on the outside, yet there is a vulnerability that makes her sort of feel sorry for her. Her return hasn't gone as she planned, and struggling with the prospect that she is just trapped here with no real power is really messing with her head. Angel having Lauren follow... Following Illyria is a bit silly, though. It feels like the writers didn't have anything for him to do this week, so that was thrown in there. And even though you have, even though you knew the deaths of Spike, Angel, Wes, and Lauren were going to stand, it was still a pretty badass sequence and shocking to see both Spike and Angel get dusted. Thanks, Ray. Awesome. Uh, folks, you need to be getting that, that feedback in. You're running out of time. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much uh, Bruce and Ray for writing in every time and um, thanks Doug for writing in as well we have more from them later uh, but we should rate this let's start with our guest what did you think of the, the episode that's named after a Tom Jones song sort of <laughs> <laughs> well as I mentioned earlier I am a sucker for 
for uh, time travel stories and in particular time loop stories. I absolutely love this. I love Illyria. I love I love the fact that uh, that Amy Acker was given the chance to mm-hmm. play someone so completely different from Fred. She's so good as Illyria. Mm-hmm. She really yeah, is. She really is. Yeah. I, t- and I, and I also love the fact that this that this episode is really kind of the first time that we get we get an Illyria point of view. Mm-hmm. Everything everywhere else we've really been we've really been observing Illyria from from Wes's point of view for the most part. And maybe it maybe a couple of others, but outside of her point of view. And this is the first time we really get to see kind of inside her head. And it's and it's fascinating to me. So um so I give this episode ten bluebirds in flight out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching a special feature today, and Amy Acker was talking about how she—it feels like she—it's it, not like she's playing a new role now. She's played, you know, a few different roles along the way. You know, like crazy, crazy girl in the cave. You know, the sweet, wholesome before it, it all happened. You know, Texan girl, and then you know, uh, girl weed fiend. Yeah, <laughs> and just you know, a powerful ally, and then science lab boss. You know, all that stuff. Um, and, and now Elyria, so it's not like... She- yeah, I feel like when she does Fred, she puts on a, a little girl affectation to her mm-hmm. voice, like it's a little higher than her. But Which really she- gets played up in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when she's Elyria, she uh, she kind of lowers her voice. Mm-hmm. And she tilts her head to the side, <laughs> like a dog. Like a dog, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Kim, uh, did you want to give your final thoughts and rating? Um, sure. Why not? (laughs) I've only done it every episode so far. Um, (laughs) make the averages work out here. (laughs) I, I enjoyed the episode. I, I, I was kind of confused about it as to what exactly was going on. I think, uh, this episode, I honestly thought that Fred was going to be back somehow in this episode. She kind of, she kind of was for a split second because she was, you know, teasing Wesley um, when she'd go into Fred mode. So um, that's in the next episode. Oh, is it? No. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he do it at the end of this episode to go into the next one? Oh shit! I don't think she did. No. Oh, I take that back. Well. Um, <laughs> no, because I I really enjoy Illyria. I think she's she's super cool, and whenever she's on, I'm so transfixed because I'm just like this is this is like the coolest thing that I would I if I was on TV, I'd like I'd want to play like a badass chick like this. Yeah, and um, next Halloween, next Halloween, yeah, <laughs> and even 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 like her her costume. I was just like, this is, she looks so good in it. <laughs> it's just like, when she was on the ground in like the fight room, I was just like, this costume is great. But anyways, um, I, I was honest to goodness. I'm, I was still kind of confused by the time loop thing until, you know, Angel was explaining it. Cause I, I, I was just so like, I don't get what's going on here. But then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it, anyways, I'm rambling. I, I, I enjoyed the episode. I'm going to give it eight out of 10. Uh, slow motion fights because I honestly love when she goes into slow mo and then just and they're all like huh? when they come out of it. <laughs> 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 we laugh. 
So eight, eight out of ten. All right. Um, I am a sucker for time travel stories, and this was a great way to explain to get to get Illyria from being so super freaky to being kind of more human like. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And fit in with the group more since she's on the team now. Despite the taste it leaves in her mouth. <laughs> Ew. Is that about a happy ending again? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what is what am I doing? I'm giving a rating. I don't know. I just realized I'm playing I love this at the end. Um. I love I love Ben Edlin and his freaky brain. <laughs> I don't know. Ten? Do I want to get ten out of ten? <laughs> Alright. I mean I mean it's one of the ones that stand out to me like this like I remember this one from uh so uh, do I want to do 10 cuz it's kind of confusing halfway through until finally you realize what's going on You weren't happy about the gun thing the not the gun yeah, Charles gun but the, the Wesley and the gun The Wesley thing yeah it but, did seem like a cop out or something like a yeah, convenience thing, yeah Seemed like a convenience. Well, thing. they didn't really have much time to, you know, dwell because the season's wrapping up in like five minutes. Yeah. Okay. So nine <laughs> out of Talk ten. Sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, earlier points in the timeline. Paradoxes. Nice. That's a good one. I should have done paradox. Um. Yeah, I really dig this episode too. I I like time loops. I like you know we had a little bit of one in suburban hell, um, but it's cool when they have something where you know you have a character going through different points in time, um, and she's trying to figure out what's going on with it. Um, I thought it was really really shocking to see all of them. Uh, you know, Wesley. Lauren, Spike, and Angel all murdered. Um, I can't say it was like a totally, hugely entertaining episode. I think it is one of the better ones of season five, though. So I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Penthouse letters. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I don't normally do this, but. (laughs) (laughs) And scratching off another one. (laughs) Is that with a penthouse letter or. Wait a second. What? (laughs) What do you mean by scratching? Who wants to go first for the (laughs) quote? I'm sure he's in there getting into her head, sowing the seeds of fear. Don't you worry. He will snap her like a pregnant twig. Nice. We'll try an organic sola. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't wait for the pause there. <laughs> nice. Kim, Steph, you going? Got a quote? No. She still Drink thinks cancer. she's a... Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. She's... She still thinks she's a god king of the universe. So she's like a TV star. No, nothing that bad. <laughs> uh, this one's uh, Lauren. You got to keep your thingy on if it's going to work. Angel knocks Lauren's head off his head. Oh, yeah, real mature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Curing cancer, Mr. Wyndham Price, wouldn't be cost effective. I'm sure we make a lot from cancer. Yes, the patent holder is a client. Uh, 
Goldman Sachs is Wolfram heart <laughs> uh, finally from Spike it's not murder if you say yes it's true <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to do the whole the whole quote for my rating system uh, Lyria when the world met me it shuddered groaned it knelt at my feet dear penthouse <laughs> I don't normally write letters like this but <laughs> smack <laughs> Right, I'm out of quotes. What do you got about you guys? Illyria's blown all her gaskets, man. She's out of her mind. How can you tell? Yesterday she spent two hours mind-melding with a potted fern. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on to The Girl in Question, uh, written by Stephen S. Tonight, Andrew Goddard, directed by uh, Angel co-creator David Greenwald, who is back to... So, yeah, he, like, left and came back. Yep. Okay. Um, released on May 5th, 2004. Okay, so we start off with Gunn still bitter about how the whole baby thing was handled. Um, but he's talking about this uh, possible gang war happening uh, if the body of a demon capo um, doesn't show up in the next uh, 26 hours. So someone has got to go to retrieve the body of this demon, and he's in Italy. No, just the capo. Just the capo. <laughs> um, so uh, nobody is eager to go until Angel gets a call about the immortal <sighs> being in Rome and Buffy being in trouble. Mm-hmm. Angel wants to go alone, but Spike argues his way onto the plane. <laughs> uh, Angel calls Spike out on wanting to rescue Buffy and earn Barney points, but Spike says Angel is doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Angel wants. To I think it's weird that they're they're both cognizant and aware that they're fighting for the same girl, <laughs> and the entire time they're like, it 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 went from me 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 to like we want to save her. Like, <laughs> I just thought it was very weird. Yeah, because neither one has any more on the other. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it's awkward that. We're talking about Buffy like this. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just like, yes. it's like we're, we've reduced her to, um, an object and I just think it's quite weird. And I did, I, I even said in the, in the commentary and like, I felt part of this episode was, was quite campy. I didn't mind it, but I was just like, oh, this is a little too campy, but I love whatever, <laughs> you know, let's go with it. But, um, <laughs> It it just it it felt odd because these guys have been such enemies for so long, right? But now they're like chummy over their this Buffy thing. Anyway, oh, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, well, there's also wanting to get the best of the immortal. It's true that yeah, they have a common enemy. Mm-hmm. And the, their relationship is different now, now that they've been through the whole Fred thing. I mean, if, yes. you know, yeah, this is a very much a comedy episode and we play up the comedy aspects of it, but mm-hmm. their, their friendship is different now. It's not so competitive. They're easily, they easily slide back into like, Hey, we've had a lot of history together. We, we used to be, you know, kind of like brothers back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just kind of sliding back into that, especially when they have this, uh, enemy from that that time period to, that's right. showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, Angel wants to stop bickering, and Spike agrees to be partners. 
Uh, Angel admits that a source clued him in. He's, of course, had somebody watching Buffy this entire time. Um, Obviously. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name was Joss Whedon. Um, <laughs> you mean Joshua Eden? Yeah. <laughs> what was he? A, a baker? Who is, who is he? <laughs> I think you're right. He's like, is he a TV chef? I don't know. I think so. Uh, so you know they're heading to Italy, and they of course they well, remember last time we were in Italy, and we get this really quick flashback to Spike and Drew in black and white, looking cool as hell, and just everybody saying ciao to each other and smoking. <laughs> And uh, I love that he's We also even have a little bit of continuity Because Spike has the black hair that he had Like a decade before Mm -hmm. uh, During the World War II stuff Yeah, came to the submarine Yeah, And Angel was like, I wasn't there And you're like, oh yeah, Angel wasn't there He wasn't in Europe, he was in the United States At that time And then bam, different flashback We're now in 1894, a very different time period (laughs) And we are in Steph's bedroom. It is really <laughs> strange how, like, Angel and Spike are exactly where she wants them. Uh, I should say Angelus, Angelus. Um, but, yeah, actually, it turns out that the Immortal put them there. An assistant comes in to unchain them. And uh, Angelus gets slapped in the face with a glove. And they tell him to get out of town. And Angelus snaps his neck. And threatens the other two guards with crossbows that uh, if they shoot, he'll grab their arrows out of the air and shove them up their arses. <laughs> and after that, he tells Spike he never actually tried that. And uh, can anybody remember when Angel has possibly done that? Done what? Grabbed an arrow out of the air. Not not the whole shoved it up the asses part. But, uh, no. oh, that's what uh, I don't if I remember, so. <laughs> it happened at the end of season three when uh, Faith attempted to shoot Buffy. Oh, see, I'm remembering. So maybe did they echo that scene when they had Faith show up on uh, Angel in season one and shoot him across the uh, uh, the It could have been, been an echo. Yeah, yeah. Echo. But I, I I do remember it happening in season three of Buffy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was I was thinking of uh, of five by, the episode five by five from season one. But um, yeah, so he did learn how to grab arrows out of the air. <laughs> hmm. He didn't do anything terrible to Faith though. <laughs> so um, they go back to their place and they find Darla unconscious in bed. So oh, what happened there? Nope, we're going back to two thousand four. <laughs> At Wolfram and Hart, Illyria is feeling resentful over losing power and being stuck in Fred's body. Uh, Wesley suggests that she go to the lab, and uh, and she defiantly goes because it suits her. Um, Lauren is worried. Wes says she's just posturing, but it's best not to agitate her. And that's when the Burkles show up. Mm, oh, no. Guess who's here? Uh. Where's our frettles? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Back in uh, Italy At Buffy's apartment uh, Spike is greeted With a hug from Andrew He invites Angel and Spike in And they get stuck In the doorway but they <laughs> That they make it through They're both very clear that they're here to see Buffy And uh, <laughs> And she said say He says she's off To meet the immortal And that they're dating <laughs> Uh, I just hated this so much. <laughs> okay, what did you hate? 
I uh, I just hated their their campy jealousy of it. Uh, it felt like a romp, and I was just like, because yeah, this okay, is definitely a romp. Angel, yeah, Angel has been s- such a a sad sack for so long, shall we say? Where he's just <laughs> been he's just been so melancholy and brooding and just sitting there reflecting over his loss in love Buffy and this episode he and Spike are like jovially fighting over her affection and who loved her more (laughs) and I was it's just it's a little it's a little out of character but as much as I'm shitting on it I enjoyed it I thought it was quite funny but I'm just like oh you know like uh. but at the same time if he was brooding I'd probably like get over yourself Angel yeah. you know what I mean so <laughs> I get it it's just it feels out of character but at the same time I'm like you know what let's just SOD this yeah something was in the air in Italy that uh, <laughs> yeah. act like wackyville because yeah. there's wacky stuff going on all around the place you know mm-hmm um, Can I read this uh, from IMDb? No. Yeah, go ahead. One of, of course. Go ahead. <laughs> it says, It is stated by a house-sitting Andrew Wells that Buffy and Don are living in Rome, and Don is going to school there in order to learn Italian. This is an in-joke based on Christine Sutherland, who played Joyce Summers on Buffy. She was largely absent from season four because she was house-sitting in Italy, partly in order to allow her daughter to go to school there and learn Italian. Oh. Now her <laughs> character's daughter does the same. <laughs> Daughters do the same. Also, um, it wasn't originally going to be Andrew in this episode. It was going to be Michelle Trachtenberg as Dawn. Dawn was going to be there. And um, she had to back out. I think it's better with Andrew. I think it is better with Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can picture Dawn doing some of the stuff, but I think it works a whole lot better with Andrew. Mm -hmm. Um... Because it was such a um, a buddy comedy, I I love that he was there too. I thought, oh, he's my favorite. I I gotta say, to me, it's like I've already got my Andrew. You know, now I want to. I don't want another Scooby Andrew. I want another. Your I, I want another mouth. Buffy veteran in here. How about Xander? Shut up. How about Xander? Oh yeah. Okay. If it if it was Xander, I would have. Xander might have yeah. worked. Yeah. How about Anya? With his, you know. Sure. Oh, Anya's no. dead. Anya's dead. Hey, the immortal can do anything. He's the best. He probably resurrected. <laughs> she uh, is. He, he sewed Anya back together. About this Remember when she was cut in complete Anya half? Anya got slashed, slashed in half in the finale. I don't remember at all. Guys, I'm not asking for Faith to be there, but that's also okay to me too. <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay, let me read this, which I do not think is true. It said it's uh, a commonly held belief that Sarah Michelle Gellar was approached to appear in this episode, but had to turn it down because she was filming The Grudge. In actuality, the writers had never intended for Buffy to appear in the episode at all. Nope. Really? That's true. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? Um, there's an yeah, interview with uh, David Fury, and he says, uh, no, she was never going to be in it. The missed opportunity to see Buffy was always going to be the joke. It's the tease of they're going to see Buffy. They can't quite get to her. It's sort of the after hours kind of craziness where it's like, I can't get to her. I can't see her. And that's always been pretty much decided. We never expected Sarah to be in that episode. I mean, it is a good idea. I mean, it's it's really a funny 
premise, but I mean, you. Yeah, because I, I think it's funnier that we don't see the immortal and we don't see Buffy because I'm mm-hmm. like, because the way that they're talking about this immortal guy, he has to be a pure Adonis when we meet him. <laughs> right. So I'm like, anyhow they show him and he's not like the hottest thing. I'm like, this guy? Yeah, right? there's no way he could. They can write yeah. him uh, better than they could. They could find somebody to portray him. Exactly. All right, all right, all right. I'm just gonna get this off my chest right now. Yes, it works out well for the episode. It's a funny episode, but it's also three episodes for the end of Angel. They tease that Buffy is gonna be on it in the promotions. Uh, they call it the girl in question. It all they the, did, episode, yeah. the episode. It like starts off with them going to Italy to see Buffy. A person who hasn't seen Buffy in like a year or so is probably pretty excited to see fucking Buffy return and. I, I personally was pretty fucking pissed. I was. I, Did they I, really tease that she was going to be there? Like they showed her face. At, like no, in the they didn't. They didn't show her no. face or anything. Oh, they okay. insinuated. They, they showed. They insinuated like, that that she, they were going to see that we were going to see Buffy mm-hmm. in the next episode, mm-hmm. three episodes out. Yeah. That's well, just like it's just even more points off for this episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> so just like how Angel appeared in the next to the last episode of Buffy, right? You know, we yeah. were expected because it's just one of those things. Just like seeing Darla for the last time here, and I'm sorry, and, you were uh, seeing Darla for the last time. I figured I mean, we were. I don't know. I think this is the last <laughs> time. Go ahead, Darla, Steph, it's okay. It's one of those things that I, you're wrapping yeah. up the show, and it's. You know, it's you those things that you have to include. Yeah. Yeah, I figured this is the last time we're seeing Andrew. He had a great send-off. I figured this is the last time we're seeing Darling Priscilla. <laughs> I was just like, okay, that's awesome. All right. Well, I'll probably bring, I'll probably bring it back up when I'm rating the episode. But uh, let's just continue uh, with the uh, – and this is the reason why uh, I definitely wanted to get a, a commentary from you because it's not only a wacky episode, but it's also we get to see Angelus and Darla, Andrew, and Spike you know, together. I know you like the flashbacks, so um, ho- Love it. hopefully you like that. Um, so back in 1894, Angelus wakes Darla to discover that the immortal has violated her. And Darla isn't, like, upset about it at all. Uh, she's pretty infatuated with him. <laughs> it's just fornication, no biggie. Uh, <laughs> uh, which I love I love how progressive that is. You know, it's like... Uh, well, you know, vampires have no... You know, they don't, they don't have any time for traditional right. <laughs> relationships. And I love that Spike starts teasing Angel and all of a sudden he discovers, no, it was actually a threesome and Drew was very much involved as well. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Angelus is upset that Darla and Drew never did that for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, the scene kind of cuts from there, but um, uh, I do have a quote from. Uh, thanks, thanks, Bruce. By the way, for uh, uh, sending this my way. Um, Julie Benz was in- interviewed about this episode. She says, going back and doing the episode of The Girl in Question was a, just a great way, I think, for all of us to kind of say goodbye to our characters, spoilers, uh, to be together and have some fun. <laughs> and to not have it be this painful, one of us sobbing on the floor kind of moment, because it was always right. one of us having to do that. Whether it was yeah. me or Juliet or Spike or Angel, it was always one of us who had to have the angst. It was really mm-hmm. kind of fun and refreshing to go in and just be playful. And we had a great time shooting it. 
my sheet that I was wrapped in kept getting stuck on the camera dolly, and it was kind of funny. It would kind of fall down. It was a great way to end, flashing everybody. We had a lot of fun. I'm so happy that I had to go back to that scene because any, anything else I think would have been too hard, too difficult, and too painful. So, um, so uh, yeah, so Angelus swears blood vengeance, and all of a sudden we see that they have some sort of reservation under blood vengeance to get into the Immortals <laughs> Club, and the Matrix D tells them both to piss off. And uh, they're just astonished. They're, they cannot believe this is happening to them. And uh, um, I, I personally, like, <clears throat> I, I, I honestly think this is really, really funny. But this is so very much out of character for Angelus. Angelus would just be like, just kill everybody. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And he wouldn't be, like, all pissed off or, mm-hmm. or I don't know, um, like, you know, have his manhood, like, uh, decreased or whatever. I don't know how you want to word that, but <clears throat> he wouldn't be worried about that. He'd just be like, okay, whatever, and go off and mm-hmm. torture a nun or two. <laughs> <laughs> or two. Because that's his thing. Yeah, that is his thing. <laughs> they can't take that away from him. Uh, <laughs> all right, so in present day, Angel and Spike can't believe Buffy fell for a centuries-old guy with a dark past who may or may not be evil. She must be under some sort of spell And so we see this old Italian lady demon Bringing the capo's head in a bowling bag And they know <laughs> Time is a-wasting So they uh, <laughs> They uh, go bug Andrew again For Buffy's location <laughs> Guys It's only 30 <laughs> um, So back in LA Wesley brings the Burkles to his office They're glad um, Illyria works here The hotel looks a little rundown. Um And uh, Wesley's just about to break it to them And then all of a sudden Fred walks in Or uh, was it Fred? I knew immediately It was her pretending right. And I was like You could pretend just be her the whole time <laughs> You know yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought it was um, at first, I was just like, this is cruel. Like, this is just whatever. But I'm like, I understand she just wanted to spare her parents. Um, you know, she had some empathy there. So she does have a tiny bit of a heart. Yeah, later she kind of does plays it know? off as like, uh, yeah. it's just her, his grief has been annoying. And she doesn't want more annoyances. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You can see it one way or the other. I think, I think, it, worked, I think it, works the other, it worked the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think she was telling the truth when she, when she told Wes why she did it, but I think in the end she has she has the experience of feeling that little bit of of humanity by sparing Fred's parents. Mm-hmm. Right, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Back in Rome at a club, Angel and Spike see the immortal dancing with Buffy's stunt double. <laughs> Her hair is just a fly. Yeah. <laughs> Pour one out for Spuffy. Uh, Spike rushes off to go after her, and Angel stops him jealously. Angel, or sorry, Spike admits that he doesn't think he has a chance with her, but he still cares about her and won't let her end up with the immortal or Angel. Angel then says that he and Buffy have a forever love. <laughs> <laughs> and Spike scoffs that he had a relationship with her as well And Angel says that sex is not a relationship but Spike points out It is if you do it you enough times You need to time. do it enough times <laughs> Ain't that the truth 
<laughs> Suddenly they realize they left the head at the bar and a bow-tied demon is running off after making a rude gesture to them. <laughs> um, when they catch up to him, they get into a slow-motion fist fight with some meatheads and then they accidentally uh, punch each other a few times as well. <laughs> I don't think it was by accident. <laughs> yeah. the demon- well, the first time might have. Yeah. <laughs> The demon steals their car and leaves, so Spike and an irritated angel have to follow on a a Vespa together. (laughs) Oh, God. To ride a Vespa on cobblestone streets of Rome. Oh, my goodness. I was just waiting for, like, the the Benny Hill music to start playing. (laughs) And it kind of did when they changed the score a little bit. Yeah, it did. I was just like, guys. Guys. Uh, after pursuing uh, for a while, all of a sudden there's a collision and the demon escapes and they... Yeah, you know, they drove past Mateo's like four times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they agree that they have 12 hours left and they need to focus on the mission. And then we cut to the two of them begging the bartender to let them know where Buffy went. <laughs> um, Angel frustratedly talks about how things would be different if they had their resources, and Spike realizes, oh, yeah, there's a Wolfman Heart branch here in Rome. <laughs> so they go to the office. Oh, yeah! By the way! Wolfram Heart! <laughs> <laughs> and the office looks and exactly the, like hers. Yeah, all the branches are designed a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the by. Only everyone is a smoking, and they are greeted <laughs> by the buxom CEO, Ilone. Um. And so I don't this care is the lady. Is, oh, so go ahead, Steph. That's the lady that was on Sex in the City. Yeah, and she played the exact same character. <laughs> <laughs> of course she did. Yeah. I, I don't mind saying this. She got a great rack. I'm like, damn. Okay, so it's safe to say she got a great, great rack. Now, girl said it. Uh, girl and said I feel it. like it's natural. Um, I do, too. I'm like, damn. Yeah, she just got a big chest. But yeah, I, I mean, she's funny, but I wonder if Italians are like, oh my God, that's so offensive. <laughs> I honestly would love to see behind the scenes of David Boreanaz and James Marsters trying to keep their composure while doing a scene with her because I think she's yep. really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just or so over trying the top. to keep their eyes where their eyes uh, back in L.A., Fred's mom is trying to set her daughter up with the handsome Wesley. Uh, when they look at Fred's office, they go to w- look at Fred's office. Wesley asks Elyria, what the hell is she doing? She says she's had enough of grief. She doesn't want it from the parents, too. This is more convenient. And she reveals she can appear as she chooses. And then she looks at him and says, do you wish me to stop? Mm. When the parents reappear, Wesley decides to play along. And I, I, I think these scenes are great. Watching Alexis Denisov play that pain. I, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. so good. And I that, knew her parents were going to say something about her office being empty because Wesley emptied her, her office a couple of yeah. episodes ago. Where's the Dixie Tricks poster? Mm-hmm. Were you going to say that? Yeah, the, there's there's that and there's also the uh, the the just just watching uh, Amy Acker flip between or 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 usually melt. Uh, between uh, being Fred and, and Illyria. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, back in Rome, Ilona reassures them that they have no problems anymore. It turns out that Ilona has hooked up with the Immortal, too. 
<laughs> and says uh, they don't use ma- he, mortal does not use magic because he considers it dirty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> back to their actual mission. Angel and Spike discover that these people don't use guns and violence; they use money and deals. And like, who's going to do these deals? Well, it's them. They get dropped off for the meats at a fountain. And Angel starts talking about how he actually saved the world more. He even stopped a Cathla. Spike says Buffy stopped it by running him through with a sword. And Angel says, so I made her do it. <laughs> but Spike counters with, but I helped her, so that one counts for me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Love all this revisionist history. Uh, back in L.A., the Burke will say goodbye. Her mom notices she's just a, she seems different. Um, and after they leave, Wesley tells her never to do it again. And back in Rome, um, at the drop, the Bowtie Demon arrives and says he works for the Immortal. Angel says it's obviously to distract them. Um, the Demon is also smitten with the Immortal, <laughs> by the way. Um, have you read his book? Um, Angel loses his cool, punches are thrown. And finally, the trade is made. And after they leave, Angel and Spike realize they've actually been given a bomb. <laughs> like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> um, after- and we don't see it. That's really great that we don't see the bomb go off, but we see the aftermath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After the commercial, Angel, are, Angel and Spike are a little bit smokier. Spike has lost his trademark jacket. He mourns its loss until they get back to the office and he gets a new one and a promised delivery of 10 more. <laughs> Yeah, she says. She said, "Oh, they do that to all the first timers." <laughs> Angel, how- can I just say that it bothered me that they kept on referring to Spike's coat as a jacket? Oh, yeah, it's a trench coat, right? If if it's if it's, it's longer than your waist, it is not a jacket. <laughs> it's a duster, right? Yeah, it's not the. That's yeah. right. Angel comes out uh, decked out in a orange and white like a racer's jacket. Is that like a motorcycle jacket? Yeah. Oh. Yep. That killed me so much. Oh, it's just Ugh. terrible looking on him. Hideous. There is a small community, well, not small anymore, to the northwest of Toronto called Woodbridge. And that's where all the Italians live. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school going into university around this time, Every guy <laughs> had a motorcycle jacket just like that. <laughs> and when he came out in that, I was dying with laughter. <laughs> because all my friends, all my Italian friends look exactly like that. With their spiky hair, like, yeah, o- almost like Jersey Shore. They were blazing fashion Shore. for years to come. <laughs> and they'd go to, like, the, and play jits. It's which is like basically, it's like like um, I don't even know what like the, those hockey or soccer games like with the like like in Friends, you know what I mean? Like nope. the hmm? oh my goodness, you know, uh, with the things that spin, it's like the table and you put the ball in and like oh my god, why? Oh, I like foosball, roulette, oh, foosball, roulette, foosball. <laughs> I'm like, gee, what's it called? Yeah, Air so hockey. they play. Let's, hey, guys, let's go, let's go play jits, and then they go to like, <laughs> they would just play that for like five hours. Okay, ah, welcome to Toronto, guys. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind wearing it if I did ride a motorcycle. You know, I think it would oh, look cool so with funny. a motorcycle helmet. You know, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I could walk around in a jacket like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. where I see those jackets, not that bright colors, but darker colors, uh. is when they come in the trauma bay mm-hmm. from from the the motorcycle 
race course mm. when they have nine doubt. Um, so uh, Spike and Angel want another shot at going after the Immortal, but Ilona patronizes them, saying, oh, they'll, they'll handle it from here, and escorts them out, and uh, they can't get back in the door, so they decide they've had enough time to go home. But first, one more check to see if Buffy's home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they find Andrew in a robe. He tells them again that she fell for the Immortal on her own, and she's just happy. Angel insists she's not done baking yet, Kim. He's waiting patiently while the immortal <laughs> is eating cookie dough. I swear, I said, if he says cookie, and I went cookie, and I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I, was like, I was so oh. looking forward to hearing your reaction on that, Kim. <laughs> I'm done. I was like, again, I'm done. I'm done. Oh Who my god, I was so it? happy they called back for that quote. I totally forgot about that. I was like, oh my god, she's doing a commentary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it, as much as you know, the ending of Buffy was okay. That cookie dough speech, which everybody loves, I wanted to physically vomit. I think it's fun, uh, funny that they actually go back and make fun of it and they talk about uh, how ridiculous yeah. it. He's like, he's he's eating cookie dough. It's <laughs> like, first of all, ew, and like, secondly, <laughs> no, thank you. Well, no, no, no. I think it's. You know, to talk more about it. Um, I think it's funny that, uh, uh, you know, they call back to it like, yeah, Angel had to wait for Buffy to become a cookie. But, like, to most people, a cookie dough is really delicious, actually. Um, And so the Immortal is actually, um, you know... All right, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because it's just going to get gross. (laughs) I'm going to react as Angel did the first time to the speech. Do I have to be cookie dough? <laughs> uh, Angel reassures them that the immortal isn't all that, but they need to move on. She loves the both of them, but they need to move on. People change. And that's when Andrew steps out in a tux and greets two gorgeous Italian women at the door. Uh, wait. On IMDb, it says in the original script that Joss Whedon wrote, Andrew was seen leaving with a man and a woman. However, during filming when Joss wasn't there, Uh, it was changed to two women. Yes. I have a follow-up. That does does sound pretty awful, doesn't it? But um, Joss later discussed this on Whedon-esque and admitted that this apparent character change was due to um, this being a holdover scene from when Dawn was expected to be in the episode. The idea being that Buffy's younger sister was now grown up. And it was meant and now she's a lesbian? Meant to be a mixed sex group rather than all female. But he wasn't there when it was filmed to make sure it was done properly. So it, they just kind of changed it to women. Why does everything have to be about sex? <laughs> right? They could just be going out. They're just going out. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? They look pretty hot, though. I mean, I'm just saying. They didn't look Italian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in L.A., Illyria. As far as, as far as we know, they're his wingmen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that's what, it works for me because I'm like, oh, they're going out with Andrew. They're going to help him pick up a guy. Or, <laughs> or, or also it says people change. Who knows? Andrew may, you know, be going through a different phase of life. Who knows? Exactly. Who knows? I just, uh, I'm just picturing now two Italian women going up to people at a bar going, have uh, you met Andrew? <laughs> I tried to do that. Have uh, you met Andrew? Uh, yeah. 
Okay, back in Illyria, uh, back in LA, Illyria, st- back in Illyria, <laughs> Illyrio and Illyria, um, anyway, Illyria, still in Fred disguise, asks Wesley if he's mad at her, and he tells her to stop it, and then she starts hitting on him a little bit, and she just kind of wants to explore it a little bit more, and he tells her to change back, be blue, don't ever be her, and she does. So, yeah. And can I just say... Uh, Shades of the Princess Bride, perhaps. <laughs> yes, as you wish. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, in fact, um, it would be Buttercup to sing this to Wesley. <laughs> blue butter, blue belt. Blue. Anyway, Angel and Spike come back to find the head delivered and a note from the immortal. Hate that guy. Uh, they argue some more, and Spike proposes they just lock Buffy up in a box. <laughs> nah, she's pretty strong. How about some mind control? Nah, she'd figure that out. Guess they need to get yeah, on with see, their Yeah, see, I lives. think that they they realize we're trying to control her. We're trying to, yeah. you know, we, we might as well lock her up. That's what we want to do. We want to control her and yeah. keep her from having her own mind. Right. But I, I think it's like they're, like, realizing, like, how stupid yeah. they're being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I didn't like that chat. Uh, they both pout and declare that they're moving on. Credits. Uh, one more um, bit of uh, f- uh, trivia. Um, it's it's a part partly the part of IMDb stuff that you might have read stuff, and it is a spoiler for Buffy season eight. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to read that. The comic. So you go ahead. Um, season eight. Yeah did you did you <laughs> did you want to keep your pod, the podcast going and read comics? Yeah, season eight. I'd be up for coming, it, but I don't know if you. Coming <laughs> All right, so according to the Buffy it'd season... Give me, it'd give me an excuse to finally read them. I know, I know. I stopped myself, and uh, I was enjoying them, but I just... I, I, I find it hard to just read comics. Just sit and read comics, because they're always good. Um, they're mostly... Well, you know, you've got the internet and Netflix, and, and so all, so how can reading, com- you know... i got a binge cast. Compete with that, I, right. I, I've been watching Angel for eight years. Um... <laughs> All right, so uh, according to season eight, the girl in question is not actually Buffy. That girl that they saw was not Buffy. She is one of two decoy slayers meant to draw attention away from the actual Buffy who's training slayers in Scotland. Um, Buffy actually says in the comic, um, the guys figured I was a target, like talking about her own group. Um, uh-huh. So they set up two other slayers to be me. One's in Rome, partying very publicly and supposedly dating some guy called the Immortal. That part was Andrew's idea. He did research on the guy and said it would be hilarious for some reason. So uh, <laughs> uh, I think one of the one of the quibbles about this episode is the whole thing where it's like, well, why did after damage the episode damage Andrew definitely threw down some battle lines or something basically showing that we don't trust you anymore. You know, and why is, why is Andrew inviting them into Buffy's apartment? Well, he's not, he's playing an elaborate joke on them, (laughs) which I think is really funny. Like, I know it would really piss them off if it, if they thought Buffy was dating the immortal because the immortal, like according to, you know, whatever watcher logs I've read, um, the history of spike and angel, that this immortal keeps getting under their skin time and time again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's it for trivia. I'm going to read a little bit of feedback. Can I give uh, one more one more question to the group real real quick? No. Yeah, sure, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So, who is actually the girl in question? 
Because in my mind, I actually think that it's Fred. Well, I thought the same thing at the end of the episode because it was very um, – uh, I thought it was – they were hammering over our heads. It's about Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I thought Buffy was a bit of a red herring again. So anyways, I agree with you. Long story short. I think it was Ilona because I have many questions about her like, <laughs> what's her number? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, feedback. Uh, unless we wanted to talk more about the stuff, did you? Who do you think the girl in question is? I mean, I think Buffy is the girl in question. Yeah. And well, Fred is also the girl in question because I think Illyria is. Uh, she's questioning. Uh, She's figuring out to, how to be human, sort of. Mm-hmm. So I think she is the girl in question. I think Buffy is the girl in question, even though Buffy may not be there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I think it works both ways. Um, all right, so this is from Bruce about the girl in question. Destiny showed us a lot of the issues that had developed between Angel and Spike during their time together, but it left out the most recent, Buffy Summers. At the start of this episode, it's Buffy needs help. Let's drop everything and go to her. At the end of this episode is it's Buffy isn't ours. She's living her life as she wants, and it's time for us to move on with our own. Mm-hmm. On first viewing, getting from point A to point B seemed pretty ridiculous to me, especially in the middle of an apocalypse. Now with its slapstick, farce, and un-PC stereotypes, although it's actually making fun of the Americans who come across as clowns, it's a little mm-hmm. fun. Not as much fun as I wish it was, but a little bit fun. At least until the Burkles show up in L.A. Poor Wesley was all set to break the news and then Fred walks in. How awkward would that have been if she had been just a minute later? Um, I think another season with Illyria would have been interesting. She only had fragments of Fred's memories before last episode. Now she presumably has a lot more memories from the last few years. Just in case it hasn't been mentioned, Sarah Michelle Geller was never supposed to be in the episode. Michelle Trachtenberg was, but couldn't because of scheduling. Also, just in case, and I really wish I had noticed this on my own, did you catch the basic premise of the episode? Angel and Spike lose their head over a girl. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Nice one, Bruce. Ciao, Bruce. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> All right, and uh, the rest of Ray's email, he says, this one is a lot of fun. Anytime Spike and Angel can go on an adventure together, be petty with each other about everything, fight over Buffy, and have Andrew <laughs> pop up, it's bound to be a good time. It's hard to do a Buffy storyline without Sarah Michelle Geller, but I think this one is a lot more successful than the one they tried with Angel's Dream a couple episodes back. The fact that we never actually see the Immortal or Buffy except from a distance adds to the fun in this instance. I only wish... That we had more seasons so we get more stories where the immortal keeps getting the upper hand on Angel because it's so much fun. Some random <laughs> stuff I love from the storyline. Angel's jacket and how self-conscious he was about it. The Italian Wolfram and Hart CEO. Flashbacks to the immortal hooking up with Drew and Darla. Uh, and Andrew wearing a strong bad shirt. That The joke that probably made me laugh the most was Angel being mad about Buffy being cookie dough. That's a great callback. <laughs> As for the Wesley Fred stuff, I like that too. It's interesting to see Illyria playing Fred. She seems fascinated by humans. I love the moment after Fred's parents get on the elevator where Illyria still looks like Fred 
but drops the act and she sort of tilts her head to the side with a confused look. And it really hits that even though she looks like Fred, she isn't her. In the end, I thought that Wes might rather have Illyria stay posing as Fred so that he can have her back in some small way. But he does the right thing and tells her to give it up. That's a great moment for Wesley. It's such a shame that the show ends now because I think it's really hitting its stride and putting out some of its best episodes ever. Thanks, Ray. Agreed. These are some pretty great episodes. I love them. Um, so, yes. let's get to rating this bad boy. The girl in question. Matt, what do you think? All right. Well, final the other, guest the rating. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Even more pressure. Um, well, I give this a two. The other, the other, the other realization <laughs> that I came to shortly after I after I after I got the call, I was like, you know what? I bet most of the people that were trying to sign up for this episode were trying to sign up for this episode and not the other one. Hmm. But I was signing up for Time Bomb as the reason why I wanted to be on this episode. <laughs> um. This episode, the the girl in question, suffers a lot to me because of where it gets placed and the fact that the series is done in two more episodes and everybody knew it at that point. And there wasn't... It was, it was written after they knew the show was done. So... Because of that, because of all the camp, no, don't don't go that far, campy. <laughs> <sighs> I have to give it six out of ten. Ooh, that's not Buffy's. Hey, <laughs> kid rating. Okay, Kim, what are you gonna say? Well, I actually like this episode quite a bit. Um, I had a good. I think I kind of had a good laugh with it, even though, again, I don't like what they did. I did have a great laugh, and um, I, I, I was actually going to give it a nine. Hmm. But after listening to you guys, you're not really that great fond of it. But no, anyways, no. I'm still going to give it a nine. A nine. A nine. Don't nine, don't let my my no party pooping pull you down. No. <laughs> nine non-alcoholic mini bottles. Of <laughs> <laughs> you really can't get drunk off these things. No. So you had a blast with it. So this commentary is going to be you just like hooting and hollering. I, well, yeah. Well, I, I was pretty upset at parts, but yeah. yeah, I, I, hey, I'm a sucker for a flashback, as you know. Yep. <laughs> and uh, anytime I see um, Drusilla, points go up. Anytime I see Darla, points go up. So. It's I, I adore so them. How, how about seeing Drusilla saying ciao? <laughs> ciao. <laughs> ciao. And I liked and I thought again, Amy Acker is amazing and I liked how she was going between Fred and Illyria uh within seconds. It was super cool to watch and I think she's amazing. So cool. Yes. Cannot uh, argue with that. Yes, I think the good points, uh, Angel and Spike bickering back and forth is so much fun. And they do realize how awful they are for 
making Buffy an object and that they mm-hmm. want to control. And it's just so, like, you're like, oh, we're about to get, we're about to get through the grieving for Fred. And oops, there's her parents. Oh, shit. You know, that's <laughs> great. And uh, we get to see Fred again, who is not Fred, but, oh, just, our heart just sinks. Yeah. And all the stereotypical attack, like, like, I'm sure they said, okay, Italy, put some stereotypical stuff up here on this board and let's use it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what comes to mind when you say Italy? Mamma so. mia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was fun, fun, fun. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe the first, I can't, I'm trying to remember, maybe the first time I watched it, maybe I was disappointed that there was no Buffy. But then I'm like, ha, oh, that's funny. That's funny that there that there was never supposed to be a Buffy in the first place. But I do not believe that they didn't try to get Sarah Michelle Gellar. I'm sure they tried and couldn't get her. Um, I will tell you something um, next time. <laughs> okay, next time. So, I don't know, 10 out of 10. What'd I say? <laughs> Gypsies, filthy people, we will speak of them no more. <laughs> I like what you said. Let's go into my office and speak like adults. <laughs> um, okay, so I, uh, at the time when I watched this, I was really pissed off. I mean, honestly, I loved the the Wesley and Illyria stuff. That was really that hit home for me. And you know, it, it, I just you know I. I once hosted a Six Feet Under podcast, so, you know, like, I really indulge in grief and, you know, uh, um, I don't know. I just love the the drama of it and, you know, especially watching what Alexis Denisoff is doing and, of course, Amy Acker um, pulling off the dual roles in this episode. And then, then, you know, Illyria playing Fred is always fun to watch as well. Um, That that stuff I I really liked. but like I said, when I originally watched this, I was so, so mad because, you know, I knew it was almost the end. Like Matt said, it was like almost the end. And uh, what's Buffy been up to? We, we Every once in a while, they've been teasing all through the season. You know, Andrew shows up. There's a phone call to Giles. There's a just talk about Willow. Uh, you know, yes, this is Angel. It's on a different network. It is a different show. But it is also like after the show ends, the Buffyverse is gone. As far as we know, there's been rumors of maybe a Spike TV movie here and there. But that never happened. A Faith TV spinoff, maybe. But no, there's no, there's no definite things happening so the fact that they tease that buffy is going to be in this episode is really kind of like drops it in my head but Mm -hmm. so i think back in the day when i first watched it and i knew there was two episodes coming and that was it i probably would have given it a really low rating (laughs) well probably lower Mm -hmm. than uh a a six i probably would have given it like a three because i'd be be so mad but seeing it Mm -hmm. now out of that context seeing it just as an episode on its own, it definitely is, was a lot of fun. I'd say um, maybe a point off for Angelus looking kind of ridiculous. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, the whole out of character stuff with him uh, kind of bothers me is that, you know, this is we see Angelus in the flashback and he's acting pretty much as ridiculous as uh, Angel is in the, the future. So, yeah. Uh, so that, that, that's kind of a bummer. 
because you know, <laughs> as Darla, you know, as Julie Ben said, it was like the last time they were all together. So you know, they're the whirlwind. We want, I want, you know, you bring the whirlwind back together, and we get this kind of like cheesy. Like, oh, he Farce. slept with the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's like, but this is it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, on its own, though, if I just watch this as an episode on its own, I have to give it. Uh, it was really, 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 really funny. Uh, I love all the references. I love Angela's. Spike bickering over Buffy, but I also like the fact that, like, like stuff said, like they're realizing that they don't own her. You know, that's that's. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they learned a lesson out of that. So, after all is said and done, I'm, I am going to give it a nine out of ten. Um, grazie, prego, <laughs> kiss, kiss, <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> so that is my rating. Um, so, time bomb gets a nine. Uh, average and the girl in question gets an 8.5. Mm-hmm. Those are our ratings. So, uh, any quotes before we uh, wrap up and talk about future plans? Nope. Our friend, she's under some sort of spell cast by the vilest wretch this side of Mount Everest, which I'm told he's climbed. <laughs> <laughs> so Steph, you got any? Uh, I just want to see you happy. Well, not too happy, because then I'd have to stay here. Second thought, have at it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Time for another pony ride? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> He's insatiable. Uh... Spike, the man has no sense of indecency. You remember Frankfurt? He hatches the Rathron eggs personally and then just decides to give those nuns safe passage. Angelus, those are my nuns. Yeah, nuns are your thing. <laughs> Everybody knows that. They respect it. They respect us. Angelus, we're the reason men fear the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my final quote is Darla. Come on, Drew. Let's take a bath. And Drew says, will you hold me under the water? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And I've got to end with this one. Change back. Be blue. Be anything. Don't be her. (laughs) Don't ever be her. Shut up, Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) As you wish. Uh, All right. Well, uh, Thank you, Matt, for being our last guest. I'm glad you're able to. Thank guest you once again for having me for like four episodes of season five. It looks like <laughs> you know, <I> you. Uh, <laughs> that makes up for me having to bow out uh, last uh, season. Yeah, yeah. So thank you very much, and thank you to all the people that have guested on Redemption Cast over the years. I remember you all, and I remember all your episodes individually. Um, I just have to look <laughs> at the website and. Uh, <laughs> Which is at redemptioncast.wordpress.com. Kim still doesn't think it, it exists, but it does. No. Um, so uh, there's a lot here written under next time. Next time on Redemption Cast, we have two episodes left in the series. The next episodes are called Power Play, and the series finale is called Not Fade Away. Um, in which Thanos snaps his fingers and nothing happens. 
So here are our plans. Um, so next uh, uh, Thursday, uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm writing things down that are wrong here. Okay, nope. next that Tuesday. That is Thanksgiving. Tuesday, November 20th, um, uh, Kim, Steph, and I are going to be getting together and watching Not Fade Away Together, and we're going to be recording a Rob Stuff commentary. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Kim is going to make sure to watch Power Play before that. So, we'll, so we're, we are going to be re- releasing a group commentary on the episode. Um, and then that Friday, November 23rd, we're going to get together um, to watch, uh, to, to talk about and actually do a proper podcast for Power Play and Not Fade Away. Um, there is a possible uh, chance of Illyrio dropping by to talk Yay. to us, and uh, hopefully that works out. Um, and if you think that's the last podcast, we have one more. The following week, we're all going to get together and do a Redemption Cast rap party. And I'm talking about all of us because if all goes according to plan, both Illyrio and Gabby will be guesting for the rap which we'll talk about Angel. Um, I'll catch Gabby up on everything she's missed in season two. <laughs> um, I'll probably quiz Kim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that that'll be that'll be it for Redemption Cast and Angel. So yeah, by the end of November, uh, we'll be done. I can't believe it. So for now, we're done for now. Steph keeps saying this, but I'm, I just want to stress to the listeners: we have no <laughs> official plans. <laughs> no official plans. No, no official plans. Um, so we will be. However, if you want to um, follow Steph and I, will be chatting away on. We don't want to wait our binge cast, um, which uh, we'll be talking about. Um, well, we're finishing up Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. We're going to move on to um, the MTV series Sweet Vicious for a couple weeks. And then we're going to be talking about Veronica Mars uh, for a few a, a few months. So should be rad. It'll be a binge cast. So if you can keep up, that'll be fun. Also, we'll be back for the iZombie podcast for the final season of iZombie. <laughs> um, but... The show's done already? Yeah, one more season. It's funny, we actually did five seasons in just five years. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, was, it was weird. Go off. <laughs> uh, so that's all our plans. We're, like I said, mark your calendars. Uh, uh, or not. Just keep the feed. <laughs> keep subscribed to the feed and these things will show up. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's or come it. and talk to me, or come talk to stuff. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that that's it. Uh, you can find us uh, redemptioncast.wordpress.com. You can email us at redemptioncast@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, redemptioncast at redemptioncast. And uh, thanks again, everybody. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. Ciao. Ciao. Namaste. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a lovely time, many million dreams ago, 
Once there was a man in love, dear Many million dreams ago Once he thought he had a sweetheart Then he broke the golden rule Never take your love for granted Wise men often play the fool Now he'd like to say I'm sorry Can't you see within his heart Without you there's no tomorrow Why should true love have to part Take me in yours I promise to be true Never again I'll stray I'm 